Yes, finally. <laughs> welcome back to You Go Boy Podcast. Welcome back. A whole fucking welcome back. I'm sorry. Oh. I have to <laughs> drop the F word. Someone's my excited. Mom's to listen to this too. Oh, is she? Yeah, so she's going to hear this potty mouth of yours. I hope she's ready. I uh, know. But we're starting off, and this is season two, guys. And two. I am really excited. Like, I, as soon as this turned on, I was like, woo! Okay, <laughs> we are here. Yes, we are. This is great. <laughs> um, so first of all, let's start off. I am your co-host, Mario Javon Shaw. Who are you? And I am your other co-host. I'm so excited. I can't even say co-host. Co-host. <laughs> Nigel C. Mask, and it's so great to be back. Yes, you have to say it like I. You didn't say Nigel C. People like when you say. It Is like that, that what I do? Yeah, <laughs> Nigel C. I gotta brush up on it. Okay, not the yeah. cobwebs off your mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> your mother's listening. <laughs> <laughs> the cobwebs yeah. are pretty, pretty gone. <laughs> All right, let's keep on. <laughs> moving forward okay right this is a professional podcast (laughs) yes so mario so as you all know as you learn from uh season one we are bourbon drinkers Mm -hmm. and every now and again mario takes a hiatus because he's feeling connected with his body (laughs) that you just don't know what he's going through that day so what do you have in your glass i do have tequila because that's all i had in my house Okay. Um, so I have tequila, and y'all know how I am about my San Pellegrino. Ooh, so I mix that together. What flavor? Um, lemon. I love it. It's so good. That lemon has a real bite. Yes, it does. That's what I yeah. like about it. It, it. The top of my, like, the roof of my, my mouth is, like, tingling and stuff like that. I like that. And then I also <laughs> decided to um, a have a little snack. Oh, so my snack is some pickles because I really pickles it just tastes good with some tequila i don't know what that's about lately but maybe it's the saltiness or the sourness along I with so. the acidity of the lemon perhaps or I, just a nigga. Yes. I don't know that well uh let's combine it too and let's go with that <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> so what is in your cup okay. um i'm keeping it pretty traditional um i have my woodford reserve in my glass and i didn't I wasn't going to mix it at first. I was going to have it neat. But the way okay. this heartburn has been set up today, and I was like, nah. So I ended up putting um, some Simply Lemonade, the blue mm. raspberry flavor, just a splash. Yeah. Take some of the bite off. But uh, yeah, that's what I have in my glass on this episode. That's really good. So yeah. uh, if you hear these pickles, you know, that's A-S- ASMR, that type of thing when that lady be eating like, and like she'd be like putting her stuff on her hands. Oh, I hate <laughs> that. You don't I, like it, huh? I hate, like, I, str- I have a strong disdain for <laughs> this whole movement of people watching folk eat. I oh, love it. That mukbang. That I love, shit now, is sick. I, I love mukbangs. Like, I literally. Uh, listen at the word. It was. Word mukbang, mukbang. like when people like are eating and you're watching them eat and they're talking. Ew, they're talking. Yeah, it's if like and funny thing is, so I love. I was actually so truth moment before the podcast. I was listening to, um, uh, goddamn Zoe. I was listening to his mukbang where he was eating the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and um, he was just like talking about just like it's like they eat but they also like talk. That's totally different than I the love it. here in Cincinnati. That's like drizzling the butter all over the lobster oh, and the crab legs and stuff. And then like eating and just making all these sounds and just I love that. eating like a old sloppy. I hate that. That is so disgusting. And a lot of people that don't want to watch it, they say they can't turn away from it. Like they just get like mesmerized. You know yeah. what else is another thing too? I can't do that. One of our staff members slash friend, his son was here over the summertime. Mm-hmm. And you could watch Domino's Fall on YouTube. It's so okay. addictive to now, watch these Domino's. <laughs> it's like a five-minute clip of these Domino's as far. <laughs> Listen, now that's and a totally different situation. Place. They have competitions for that, like yeah. setting them up in these very intricate patterns and all that. All that. That's cool. That's totally different yeah, that's than watching a snaggle to ho eating <laughs> and drooling and smacking and doing all that ghetto mess. That is disgusting. 
absolutely I absolutely sick. love that so we are starting off real wrong Ooh. i love it but that is so true though i mean like Ooh. i like it but then i don't like it like i don't have to i honestly i don't have to to watch it throw um, it away Get yeah it. I, if the first but thing about the look on youtube is not that my last point on this though is really sick what we will give money to because the truth of the matter is she is getting paid she so much so <laughs> the real good like seafood that gets imported and <laughs> that's really expensive like she has access to it like they ship it to her because they know people are watching and she can it's basically you know it's free advertisement for them. yeah um, and so she has access to some of the world's greatest seafood. seafood. Oh, my so, God. That's I mean, crazy. at the end of the day, I'm not knock, knocking the hustle. And I think that's pretty sick what we will pay for. <laughs> but, hey, shout out to her for making that coin, though, securing that bag, no okay. matter how greasy, oily, or sloppy it may look to me. But mm. I like my. that, though. That was good. So <laughs> with this um, new season two, we're going to do fireside chat just a little bit differently. We're going to make it a little bit more structured. So we're getting a little bit more businessy, you know, with season two. Not too businessy, as you see, I open up, you know, the podcast and drop the F-bomb. Yeah. But I do think it's really important for us to get a little bit more structure with the Fireside Chat. We did a little bit of feedback on our podcast, and we're always looking to improve. Although y'all really love it, we just want to make it better for you guys. So with... Um, each fireside chat, we're going to choose a question from you guys. Yes. Um, and then we're just going to dive into it, just like me and Nigel's perspective. So you could say, how do you feel about the woman licking ice cream? And, you know, me and Nigel got have a 10-minute conversation, you know, the ice cream <laughs> in the stores, and we got have a 10-minute conversation about Ooh, that. I almost so, got pissed about that. Sorry. I know, right? But in this one, <laughs> in the spirit of season two, we're going to talk about the troubling twos. Well, we don't have, we're not going to have the troubling twos, the terrific twos for us. Yes. So everything that come in pairs or, or similar to the number two, mm-hmm. we have a series of questions that we're going to be asking ourselves about. So mm-hmm. we have about four out of five questions I get to choose. Um, and so let's start off. We're going to start off small and then we're going to get a little bit more detailed with some yeah. uh, or, or challenging. So... Can you remember the first time that you were in the second grade or like a, well, not the first time. Shit, hopefully it was only one time. <laughs> I was about like, to, look, I was about to say, what you trying to say? Okay, <laughs> shit. But do you remember like a memorable time, a memorable time in second grade? Well, actually, I remember my second grade teacher, Miss Williams. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I remember her. She was she was a white lady. She's pretty stylish, trendy. She actually looked like Victoria Beckham. Mm. Is actually how she looked. Um, and in her classroom, and it's funny because I drove past my elementary school today back home, Carpenter Elementary School. Mm. And um, she, that was the first time that I was introduced to a class pet. Mm. And it's so funny because mm. to know me today is like, I don't really get down with pets. Um, I do like dogs <laughs> here and there, uh, but like aside from that, and our pet in the class was a gerbil. It was oh, we yeah, had a male and a damn mouse. <laughs> we had a male mouse. <laughs> we had a male and a female gerbil. And when I tell you, I was all about maintaining their habitat are you serious i could not imagine that this is a very good story (laughs) you know imagine today he does not even he barely picks up a ball for a damn uh a dog let alone maintaining a fancy mouse (laughs) and the thing is i remember when the gerbils was it was during their mating season and they had doing it oh they was doing it actually mm. and they had baby gerbils I actually hate the word gerbils right now but um it just sounds weird but yeah they had the babies and like I used to pick it up I was doing all that so I remember Miss Williams in the second grade at Carpenter Elementary School and um that she looked like Victoria Beckham and we had gerbils as our classroom pet so mm. I remember that so how about you so for me, I was a bad ass second grader. No. Um, I who I was bad. I was bad in first and second grade. Uh, my mom 
uh, oftentimes for after school have to come and pick me up. But one of the things I realized, um, my most memorable experiences, uh, I had a teacher, my teacher's name was Miss Word, it was my first black female teacher. Um, but what's interesting about second grade, it was the first time that I experienced having a black male in education. So it was this guy, can I remember his name to save my life? He was fine, actually, to be honest with you. He's a second grader. Kind of a little bit was attracted to him. You know, he's an older man. But <laughs> say, now, weren't you like eight? I know. No, it's like seven. But still. Close um, enough. But I didn't ass. think about it like that way. I mean, he was just like a nice looking guy. And he had locks. Oh. And okay. maybe I try to emulate him still to this day because there we go. Okay. the reason why I am an artist today is because whenever I was bad, he he was the only one that would be able to to handle me. Um, okay. And he would just pull me aside, pull out a piece of paper, and then teach me how to draw. And we used to draw gorillas all the time. Okay. Gorillas. I could still draw like a very good gorilla still to this day. We're um, but have that's to see it and post it to our page. Yes. So looks like. I just was I just wasn't with the shits in like in like in like kindergarten, first and second grade. I don't know what was it about about it, but it was just for me. I just. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, very good school. And I and funny thing is, when I was in second grade, I 100 percent remember a black male teacher who taught fourth grade. And I kid you not, I was like, I cannot wait till fourth grade to where he becomes my teacher. So it was very much so, I guess, in second grade, really acknowledging uh, male teachers of color. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I would say that was the, maybe perhaps the first time I ever had, per se, a male teacher of color. That's great um, because I don't know any statistics around it and stuff, but people always talk about how pivotal that age is right there, like seven, eight and all that. So the fact that you were able to see yourself as far as it being a black male in education and all that, like that's very telling. That is true. I like it. Okay, so we got to go faster with these. All right, let's go. We're going to be more fast around. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. um, okay. Would you want to be a twin? (laughs) <laughs> no the only reason why I, w- I wouldn't want to be one I thought we thought it was cool but at the same time like my mom bless her heart she wanted to have twins but the Lord saw fit to do otherwise and so she used to dress my sister and I like all the time. oh god she would find a girl version of something that I will wear and I hated dressing alike are you serious? Yes. And there were a set of twins that lived across the street from my great aunt. They did everything together. They wore their hair the same. They wore the same outfits, like all that. Their names even rhymed. I never wanted it to be a twin. No, no, thank you. Oh my God. So I absolutely would have definitely 100% wanted to be a twin because um, I like to match mm-hmm. and I like to share experiences with people. And I would love for um, me to see what I look like every day. I no, no Is that thank vain? You. Like I would love to have somebody else that look like me so I can know what I look like in every angle. <laughs> but what if you had a fraternal twin? Mm, I, I'm pretty sure I would have been identical. God would have okay, so you just going to disregard the fact that you could have been a fraternal twin. God would have wanted to make two of these. This, this ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's how it would have been. What's the next question? The next question <laughs> is, uh, uh, speaking on the same thing of twins, would you want to have two kids or... No kids, like, is two kids a good number? Like, what do you think? I think that two kids are just enough. Um, being that I have, technically, I have an older brother, but growing up in the house with a sister, mm-hmm. I feel like two kids are just enough to manage, like, to spread your time between, to provide for. If you want them in extracurriculars, there's just enough, enough parents and enough children to where each person can have someone designated to them in a more perfect situation. Yeah, anything beyond that is just wild and chaos and costs a lot. And my mind. <laughs> By the way, so I think I want four. Merciful. Yes, I know. I. That's a lot of people. I know, and I wish I could have like five, honestly. But I'm no. now that I turn thirty, I'm going lower on the number. By the time I turn thirty-five, Why? I'm gonna go lower on the number. Why are you going lower? Because I just want to make sure, like, I want to be able to do like two, 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 like. Like every two years, every other year. So right now, it would be at 38, I would have my last kid. So by 40, I might have my last kid, which is fine with me. 40 years old is a good number. 
you said two, 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 two. What did you say? So every other year I have a kid. Oh. So it'll be like 30. So 30. So I have to start this year technically. But if I started 30. (laughs) So I said if I started 32, then I Mm -hmm. won't have to. I could still have my last kid at 40. Because I just think about what it feels like to play it with blocks. And Mm -hmm. I think I'll be playing with blocks on the floor like probably about like 45. That is a random thought. It's from Wendy Williams. Like she always <laughs> talking about like playing with blocks. Hell no, I'm not trying to have no more kids. But it's true though. When you think about that, I'd be like, oh, get down on that floor with them knees. Hell to me. Yeah, no. Like I think about that. That's what I think about when it comes to kids. Like, okay, do I have to get out on my knees and play blocks? I, that okay. All right. That's the thing. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're gonna keep it right there. <laughs> next one. Okay, next question is uh we're gonna go with how do you feel about polygamy? <laughs> Merciful. You just for you and for people. other people. Like let's for, go with both. Me, like do you believe for you and do you believe for other people? Uh, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna do it the reverse. Do I believe it for other people? Hey, hey, do what's best for you. However, that works for you and your structure, and your do that. Mm-hmm. As for me and Miles, no, it's not gonna work. I don't like to share, um, and I don't even know. Like, I think too much. Like, I have too many questions. First of all, to even yeah. get to the point of how would that even work? To I'm always gonna be thinking, and I just feel like in my life, not too many truths would be there. I would always be questioning: mm-hmm. Is that the truth? Is that all the details and the way people are set up these days, they only going to tell you so much of what you want to know anyway. So, yeah, I, uh, uh, so here's the thing. I have not seen a polygamy relationship work yet. I am not for polygamy with my own relationship. I'm not about that sharing shit. I can share my food. I can share everything else, but I ain't going to share my nigga. That just won't happen. But when it comes to uh, other people, I see it, but I have not seen it be successful yet outside of, like, sister wives and stuff like that on TV, which has not been successful. So I just don't see it. And I I know, like, DeRay Davis, DeRay Davis, he is in Mm -hmm. a polygamous relationship. It just looks odd to me. It does, and I wonder what it look like if it's like a woman with two men. Like, is that okay? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it always well? That's a well. That's an interesting spin on it, anyway, because you don't hear about you don't hear about that. It's always male dominated, male centered. Yeah. So, so how do males feel about polygamy if they in it with an with another man, like and a woman? Yeah, that would be interesting because do you believe in okay? Because <laughs> you know, in most of those types of situations, society has shown us that men are okay when they're in control in the center. They can decide, you know, make those decisions like this is what it's gonna look like too. And exactly. it's kind of cool. I got control. Whereas the woman, if she decides, then it's like she has the the power, you know, she yep. is at the center. So that'll be interesting. Mm, you might give TLC a new show. I know, right? Oof. We don't need no more. Uh, okay, let's do let's do the last question. Going back into relationships, okay. How do you feel about you and your partner living in two different houses or two different places or even long distance? Well, I will say, as it stands today, I think I'm totally fine with that. Um, not being married, so I'm okay with living in two different spaces for a time period. Mm-hmm. Um. And I only say for a time period if it if it can be helped. I know like there are people who are in marriages and or relationships where occupations um don't lend to them being in the same house, same city, all that. So a lot of their relationship is long distance. And so I respect that and I get it. Um if I can help it after a certain amount of time, I would love to be in the same place. Yeah. Not just so I can just wake up to them every day, which is beautiful, but <laughs> Let's see what these these bills talking about. And let's build this account <laughs> up and let's get these mutual funds and stocks and go on trips and combine our incomes to a that certain extent. So, now that is so true because I was okay. You got me on that part because I I'm okay if 
me and my partner live in two different homes, even married, right? Like, I'm okay with that on the account of that I am traveling. I travel a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that if we live in two different cities, I'm fine with that. If we live in two different homes, married, based on circumstance, like, I, I'm very big on my space. And if we have two different aesthetics, I don't know. And honestly, Nigel, that's something I definitely need to talk to my therapist about. I'm always saying that on this, on this, on this podcast. I definitely talk to my therapist about this because I'm thinking about like what, like for me, space is big. And I don't know. It's like aesthetics, a deal breaker. Like if you guys don't agree on like that, like if, like say if they like these bright neon colors, but you like these subtle earth tone colors, like, is that a, is that a, deal breaker i feel like okay so this is just my personal opinion i think like when it comes to combining lives spaces and things there's always this uh i think in the beginning anyway for more people than not just trying to keep some individuality in there Mm -hmm. while trying to figure out how do you work toward becoming this one so to speak and so when I hear you say like, oh my God, I like fluorescent light bulbs. Well, I like these. It's like, okay. Like we are getting very, very, very specific. And I think like mm. in that case, that sounds like a person that's really wanting to be in control so much to where it could be Ooh, a problem. Okay, but let me say this. I have broken up with a nigga after seeing his house. It what did it look like? So they had those dang on rope lights around their going around their bedroom. And I thought it was just so immature and so like, what the fuck? What did you ask? Why? Let me stop saying that word. Cause I know some people, some of y'all listen to the podcast, you know, going to school with your kids. So did you ask the why? Um, so <laughs> I didn't because I was like, mm, cause okay, and the reason why I didn't, I just because, huh? That's really interesting because I don't ever want anyone else to tell me how right I look. So don't tell me how my space to look. So the way that I thought about it was okay. If I don't like this space, then I'm not about. I'm not about it, and I'm out. But I wouldn't do that today. I, I'll tell you this. Okay. I won't do that today. Now, I have done that in the past. And that was foolish. <laughs> now, that like, must say, that's totally different. And then he had, like, like the, uh, the, the, the dressers that just look very, like, 1980s. And I was well, like, okay, so some things are, it's a difference between something being aesthetic and then you just living nasty. He was a little Those nasty. It looked like that was his style. No, but my point in saying it is we have to take into account so many people as we transition into adulthood, like we talked about last season, like people ain't got real shit. People ain't got real furniture. People don't have real plates and just different things. And so when you're trying to create, curate and experience in your home, people aren't, sometimes we're not thinking about this, particularly as men, like a lot of us don't know. So if if a guy has a blank house, we're just like... (laughs) <laughs> Come on. If a guy have a blank, it says he got a TV on a crate. <laughs> this oh. is where my mind goes. If he got a TV on a crate mm-hmm. and he just got like a lazy boy like sofa. I'm actually fine with that. Cause let me tell you why I'm fine with that. I don't know. Nigel, what? I'm sorry. Nigel, I'm like, okay, I'm confused. I, I'm I'm confusion. But let me tell you why I'm fine with that, because he didn't even try at all. That's why I'm fine with that. We know he didn't try. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. De- well, and, and, and see the now, then, then that makes me question you, who you are, your character. Like, do you not try <laughs> well, in life? Did you wash your ass? Did well, you- no, he does, but he just he just like you said how men don't care about about their sometimes men don't care about like the way I didn't that, say they didn't care. Well, I'm saying well, they don't. They may not know how. That's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm saying. And so because he don't know how, he just do the like when you go to a typical. Typical man's house is very basic. It, has yeah, you ain't, it should be on a milk crate. Okay, maybe it's not on a milk crate. I'm going too far with that, but it's on a basic. It's on something as basic as hell. It's just basic. It's nothing. Stop. Okay, let, right. All I'm just saying is that I'd rather go with that because if it's basic, 
if it's basic and they're not trying, then to me it sounds like then I could be the one. Uh, I could be the one. Hold on, I quit. It's this dang on uh mosquito that's annoying my dog. Uh, but I could <laughs> I could be the one that then could design and make it the way that I want it to look, which sounds like I am being in control. Which that's is exactly what did you it's just true. said. I I you that's, didn't say nothing about consulting uh, with him about what he want his style yeah. to look like in his space. I, I don't even care about that. Okay, and that is my problem right now. <laughs> because, and that's what made me scared every. That, that I really got to, now that's probably the number one thing I got to work out when it comes to relationships is how do we come into the same home? And <laughs> because that's a lot for me because I want my house to be the way that I want it. I do. And the kids could be here and then you could stay at, at the apartment and we could still be in a relationship and be married and call it a day. But I know that's, that's too stupid, but I got to work on that. That was a good question because that came out of that came some other things. I mean, it's stupid. It really is stupid. So, like, sometimes, Nigel, honestly, I will literally on FaceTime. I'm that person on FaceTime that's not looking at your face and looking at everything else that's around you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, he, he don't even decorate his place. Okay, we may be good. Like, this is going through my head. Like, oh, he don't decorate his place. So, this may work out because then I could be the one to decorate <laughs> and have it the way that I want it to look. <laughs> This is just me. I want to do any of you guys feel the same way. I would love for us to put this on a pot on like the on like the thing. We will. We're gonna pose a question on yeah. our Instagram. And like, we would got- you break somebody up, break up with someone because their their aesthetics, not their messiness or cleanness. We're not talking about that. Like obviously, people do break up because somebody is that, that that's basic. We're talking about aesthetics, like somebody like chickens in there like like the chicken statues in their kitchen like an old country uh kitchen style mm. house with the white cabinets it's a like, hell no but some people like that me i want to go for like golds and stuff but so if y'all like if you like that and it is but i mean though that's extreme i will say at the end of the day more people than i have to come into an agreement about style like that's why they have shows like on HGTV when you have couples trying to buy homes and redecorate spaces and they have two totally different styles. It's like, what are your must-haves? What can you compromise on stuff like that? And that's what you gotta get to. Okay, you know what? You just helped me with this. One thing I could definitely do, so I won't seem like I'm super crazy, um, <laughs> is I could definitely I think we could we could do our man caves, like my that man cave is gonna be specifically how I want it to look. Everything else could be like general space, but you my just, man how cave, are you just gonna take control over that just right now? Because I think that that needs to happen. So I could, <laughs> <laughs> that's somebody's not listening. This is, this is not I could compromise. I could do this if you're listening. You like me? I could compromise. I could. Is it my coin? I could do this. I could <laughs> compromise. I will have. I will just. Just move everything to the man cave. And my man cave, I would want to be the sunroom because I would have all of my plants. I want my book. And an average man ain't giving a fuck about no sunroom. Okay, but then I want him to have his man cave so he won't put all of every time. I want my sunroom. Who says I want my sunroom to be, uh, uh, I mean, my man cave to be a sunroom? Who? And my own garden and stuff like that. Like if I could have control of, the, of like a portion of the backyard. Okay, I could compromise. I could compromise you if y'all listening. You know, although this is against <laughs> all the rules, but I would love to be a fly on the wall in your therapy session. Right. I know you be your I'd be laying down most of the time. I like to lay down and talk. I bet now what do you think about this? <laughs> this? So talk and talk. So right. this is that was that our last question? That's the last one. We're going to the yes. Yes. What are, what's the name of the topic that we're going into, which I'm so excited about? So I just wanted to say that was us wrapping up our fireside chat. That's true, so yes. that's moving forward. That's how fireside chat will work. And we'll give you opportunities to weigh in on questions and or topics that you want to hear our opinions on. So we'll be sure to give you more information about how you can chime in with that. So yeah. and now our you first topics that that we even said, like we even got into polygamy. We talked about all types of things. So definitely yeah. give us some PG-13 type questions. We're not going right at all. This is not that type of podcast. No matter how 
crazy our mouths get. Yeah, I'm not going that deep. Not that doing way. that. What's happening? <laughs> stuff. Hell no. But everything else we can talk about. So our topic for tonight. We are yes. coming out of summer ball. But we want to talk tonight about how to maintain that hot boy summer, hot girl summer throughout the year. And not mm-hmm. just in the summertime. And we thank Meg the Stallion for giving yes. that to us. And we yes. want to carry that through the remainder of the other three seasons, not just in the summertime. So that's what today's topic is going to be about. Let's do it. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So we'll be back with You Go Boy podcast. And we're going to talk about Hot Boy Summer all year round. Let's do it. Hello, guys. It's Marge Von Shaw, co-host of You Go Boy Podcast. Hey, listen, if you like our podcast and will rate it only five stars, please subscribe and like our podcast. Give us five stars if that's really a thing and just really share with people about You Go Boy Podcast so that we could continue to spread the message. So please, again, click that subscribe button and like our podcast. Five stars. Five stars. Thank you and continue listening to You Go Boy Podcast. All right. Welcome back to You Go Boy Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed that break. Speaking of which, if you are interested, right, in us mm-hmm. advertising, we definitely do it. Uh, you're going to go to um, yougoboypodcast at gmail.com. Email us. And we will respond back to you. We have packages, all of those type of things um, for everyone. And yeah, advertise with us. We are a national market. So yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go. So <laughs> how to maintain a hot boy slash hot girl summer all year round. Mm-hmm. So we have three. Nigel and I, we had a great summer. Summer was amazing. Nigel called it on a podcast. He said, this summer is going to be amazing. I love it. Um, yes and so what we did was we we want to have that all year round like this summer was simply amazing and it was best but i think it was because of this positive energy but what specifically was that positive positivity that was flowing in air so nigel and i chose three different major topics or major buckets that majority of the things fall into of why we had uh hot boy summer and hot girl summer for those other folks and um for women and um hot people summer for gender non-conforming uh so let's do it okay right (laughs) um and so let's start off with authenticity uh is our first one that we just really pulled out like how did we get a hot boy so we was just hot boy summer just straight up authentic like i was just my authentic self um, do you want to talk a little bit about that, Nigel, around this authenticity piece? Sure. I think when we think about the whole um, slogan, if you will, for the summer to have a hot girl summer and everybody started adapting it, like hot boy summer, hot this, hot. I think that it was so, first of all, I thought that was so dope for the summer and it really created a whole vibe, a whole energy for the summer. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about authenticity, I think that's one thing that we loved about Meg Thee Stallion when she came onto the scene, like she was being herself yep. in her interviews. When we found out she was a student at TSU, she was like, wait, what? And she going to school? Like She's like, yeah, I'm being myself all the way around. And I think that empowered us to be like, you know what? I'm going to love every little bit of myself. And even with Lizzo, I'm dropping just some people that I'm thinking about when I think about authenticity. This summer has been hot for her as well. And people have just been really vibing out. And my cousin. Just- <laughs> Lil Nas X. Listen, and Lil Nas X, like people yeah. just showing up, like, listen, this is me in yeah. all my glory. Take it or leave it. I can't be worried about it. And I love myself. And I love myself yeah. so much that this energy is exuding. Like it's it's in what I wear. It's in the way that I show up. It's in the way that I dance. When I drop it in them knees, get the flap. And people been trying to do that Meg the stallion flap, but everybody needs it strong enough. But the authentic, <laughs> the authenticity piece of just saying like this is who I am, I love myself, yeah. and even in areas where I'm growing to learn more about myself and love on that, yeah, like, I'm just gonna show up that way. 
I agree. I think uh, uh, for authenticity, uh, a moment for me was honestly when I got my thigh tattoo. You know, mm-hmm. I was really creating this thighs out uh, male association, Toma for short. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's called Toma. Uh huh. <laughs> what does that mean again? To take um, in Spanish. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so, and so, it was just dope because I was like, you know, like, I don't know. I I am a person, honestly, if, to be flat out honest, I'm very modest, like in the way that I dress. I don't normally have my shirt off and everything like that, which mm-hmm. I was going to have a real good thirst trap, but not just like, y'all know. Don't. And my other friend was like, hell yes. And I was like, I can't do this because I cannot explain this. Uh, but, um, you know, working out and everything like that, and it's just fun to just really like enjoy your body. And I, I, my authenticity came out of that. I don't think that we talk enough about males really owning their body. I think we mm-hmm. utilize it as a sexual object, which a thirst trap is a sexual object. But I think you could do both. I think you could enjoy your body, but also put a little thirst, little traps out there. But for the majority part, like many people are just like thirst trapping it versus just like, oh, this is my body. And and I'm I'm loving it, and I want to like enjoy it. And so I got my th- I got my first uh, thigh tat, um, and it's like beautiful, and I love it. And um, I have my thighs out more uh, this <laughs> summer than uh, the summers combined, and I loved it because I, yeah. I like ripped jeans. I'm not out here in no daisy dudes, but if that's what you choose, <laughs> baby boo, do you? And like, okay, so I think authenticity started there for me. I've always been on authenticity kick of like I'm just gonna do me type of thing but i think i took it to the next level of not just mentally being there but also Mm -hmm. with my body also being there and it getting more and more like just comfortable with my body because i don't think that we talk about Mm -hmm. body positivity and stuff like that in males enough and Mm -hmm. so that's where i'm at and with the authenticity for me one of the things that i noticed um with myself excuse me with traveling abroad and then coming back is that I did not okay so here's the thing I was kind of contemplating on how I would say this but I like to wear clothes that make me feel good and so going back to you talking about ripped jeans like there are times where I would consider like oh what environment am I going into is this an environment where there are a lot of um, people who are more conservative um, or is this predominantly a lot of black hetero men? So I don't want to highlight my assets by wearing slender, slim, or skinny mm, jeans that are distressed. Um, I like to wear the silky shirts with the floral print, with the with the hat, with the ripped jean and a loafer. I'm like, eh, but everybody else might have one. The sneakers with the hoop short and a tee. And so I found myself saying, like, you know what? This is what I like to wear, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, so be it. But that's the way that I want to show up. I want to show up as authentically as I can. And that's true to me. Like, that's what I want to wear. And I, I can't be worried about it. And so it was funny. I was headed to a meeting and I had on that, what I just named. And before I got ready to head, I was like, mm, should I change? Should I put on my Adidas track pants with my sneakers and a hoodie? And but I was like, nah, you go wear what you got on. You look good. You look good. <laughs> right. And, and that's what you go it, right? And I owned it. And I walked up in that meeting. I dapped people up and I kept it moving. And at the end of the day, they was like, somebody mentioned like, Nigel, you stay dressed, man. And I was like, that was a compliment. Yeah. To what, you know, I was already affirming for myself. So I was just like, you know what? I feel good about showing up as me and not showing up as, you know, having a representative or appeasing what I thought that would be quote unquote acceptable in that space. I agree. That was good. The second point I want to talk about is uh, and introduce in the podcast is relationships and being around the people you love. I think mm-hmm. nobody was having like this hot boy, hot girl summer alone. Like people wasn't like hashtagging hot boy summer and they was like in the corner playing with rocks. They were like literally <laughs> out with their friends and drinking and at different festivals and stuff mm-hmm. and it was just a beauty to just see all of these beautiful black people first of all bringing their authenticity into a group that respected them i think you have to mm-hmm. first start off with the authenticity and bring 
you know, yourself into the group and you saw just so many different variations of people and people were just like hanging out and just going to places like I know of, with me, I went to Dallas with two people who I did not really even know. We just really, really vibed and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. yep, I am. I'm going to go to Dallas with you guys because it was like a leadership type of like retreat type of atmosphere. And we just like spent time learning from one another. Uh, but I never like really kicked it with them locally anywhere. One other person, he actually lived here in Charlotte. And I was like, I'm going to go because I feel like this great energy. Like we never even kick it in Charlotte, but we kick it in Dallas. And now we're like really cool mm-hmm. and stuff. But like the good thing around that is I just learned that good people allows you to really uplift your authenticity. So this hot boy, hot girl, hot people summer really is stemmed from who you are as a person and how you attach to people who are able to help manifest and help you grow. I think the mm-hmm. second thing too is from a spiritual lens that God speaks through people. And so mm-hmm. when we are isolated in our silos that we're not allowing God to have true conversations with us. Yes, I believe that God speaks to us through our dreams. I get those. But I think that confirmation definitely comes through people. And I love when I can have a conversation with somebody who's on the same vibration energy as me. Oh, yeah. All the info that I need. That's to me the best hot boy, hot, hot girl, hot people. <laughs> Some <laughs> hot boy, hot girl, hot people. Someone that I want to have like all year round is like, how do I maintain that though? Like, how do I make sure? that I'm doing that. Like authenticity is going to be real for me. I'm going to make sure, you know, I got the scarves now, you know what I mean? Got maybe some good popping black glasses, which are going to come from H&M because I always use my glasses, <laughs> which I need to probably invest in some good ones, but we'll get there one day. Um, but I just really don't, I really think that I don't want to miss out on opportunity of like not engaging with people throughout the mm-hmm. year. Like now it's time to come inside, but that doesn't mean that we, you know, separate. My my, I would say real quickly that my suggestion for this is to continue to throw those gatherings. Like everybody knows I do a wine tasting party every single year. I think in order to keep up that momentum, you got, we, we got to bring that, that um, outside events inside type of thing. Mm-hmm. And we have those true, more intimate, intimate environments. So that's what, that's how I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. What's your I experience have of relationship? I- <laughs> I was going to say, well, I don't know if I have anything to add. Mario and I went to Curacao this summer. I was going to mention um, that. Yeah, which was yeah. an amazing experience. It was an ext- an extension of his 30th birthday, but um, it was an amazing experience, as I just said. And surrounding myself with people with good energy, who wants more, who wants to celebrate life, it meant a lot this summer. We said yeah. back in March, a uh, group of friends, we were like, this summer is going to be crazy. Like, it's going to mm-hmm. be epic. It's going to be fun. And that's the energy that we put out there. And we really set out to have that type of summer. Um, from traveling to day parties to kickbacks at the house. Like, that's what summertime, that's what that we reminds me do of. That. Like, we gonna have- and we can still do those same yeah. things. Like tea parties. When we used to have, like, for example, power is back on. Have a power party. Yeah, yeah um, that's good. People, I just got a text today from a girl. We say, hey, cousin, um, from like Poetic <laughs> Justice. Um, she's leading a... Because you know I didn't know where that was from. Yeah, I know. Because you know. I, I, I like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but she uh, I like leads... Movie nights. Shit. <laughs> we keep up have movie <laughs> Okay. Listen. If there's Black nothing else, we can have Black Cinema Night Ooh, at least a good once a night. month. I'm still in that. I'm definitely going to do it because, you know, I ain't got yeah. cable. I do got a DVD player. Um, so, TV, I, so you can definitely do it. <laughs> yeah, we need to have those moments. Like, we can have that at our homes. Um, but my my girl that I was saying that was like, hey, cousin, she texted me about um, a book club that she has mm, as well good. as a um, spiritual a spiritual group that she does ex- uh, as an extension from her church. And I'm like, that's excellent. We can still be building community, having the same fun and energy throughout the fall. There are yeah. some fall activities that I want to do um, that, for example, like last year I went uh, pumpkin picking or whatever. Hey, okay. Like, I thought, yeah. The yeah. Pumpkin. We went to get 
pumpkins. This year I'm going to do apple picking. And I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Let's go pick these apples. Um, maybe as a couple or with a group. And then we'll come back. We'll make apple pies or we'll oh, figure out stuff to good. do. Hello. Apple cider. Get them cook- Ooh. A- a- spiked apple cider. Messy kitchen. We- <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like we can do these yeah. things throughout the year and keep that same energy yeah, we just got to get a little bit more creative since we, some of us who may live like in the Midwest or in the East oh, Coast, yes. we may not be able to get outdoors like some of our Southern people are our West Coasters. Yeah. Um, and also, let's not forget that we can still do this stuff in the winter as far as let's go to a ski lodge. Let's, mm-hmm. if you want to try a new activity or say we want to do something a little bit more tropical, you can still hit different islands and or another country like it's still time you still have time to play in those things so you can keep that same energy throughout the fall and winter that you're doing in the summertime this is already an amazing first episode of our second season because i really really believe in this um idea of of staying connected and we just gave out some really really good ideas Um, but that leads me to my last one our last one which is a black boy joy and black girl magic I think what really, it, you know, I think like, you know, like, um, I, I don't know why I think about the song Impossible uh, from Cinderella. Ooh, Roger um, Hammerstein with Brandy. And okay. The with thing me. is, it's like how you could turn the pumpkin, how, how what, how a dun 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 impossible. Mm. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> but uh, I forgot how, like, you turn a pumpkin I, into a chariot. You a know golden what I mean? carriage. A golden carriage, right? And these mice. Into what is it called? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you I'm know terrible. Word. I do, but I'm drawing a blank. But y'all know, and if y'all don't know, y'all can have it a part of Black Cinema Night, right? That's Cinderella with Brandy, Asian husband, Elizabeth, and Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> and a white man made an Asian husband, made an Asian kid. But either way, it go. It's so it's diversity and cultural inclusion. It is. <laughs> Equity it was very good, but the way I think about Black Boy Joy and Black Girl Magic is that you have those things, and, and you have, like, this pumpkin, but then it turns into something else because of that Black girl who touched it or that Black boy who touched it and turning it into something. So I don't think, really, I saw, when I looked at Hot Boy Summer and you look at the hashtag, it wasn't people going out of their means to create, like, these un, un uh, um, fulfilled, or not unfulfilled, but un- Unrealistic, uh, unrealistic lifestyles. I wasn't seeing anybody like you know buy five damn Ashton Martins and going down the streets. People making realistic choices, honestly, um, having pool parties at their house. But it's the magic and the essence of us just coming together and sharing that black boy joy and saying that I see you and all that you are and like that positivity is what I think made the hot boy summer that I would love to see all year is that it wasn't about, oh, look at her and look what she got on in a negative way, but oh, look at her. Oh, she, she wearing that. Listen. Or like, look at him. He got them thighs. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you doing it. Like we're affirming each other, complimenting affirming. each other. Yes. I still remember. I, I will never forget the day we were in. Um, I was visiting Charlotte, visiting Mario, and we went to Sports One. Um, yes. Yes. There was this beautiful, regal, brown skinned woman. She had oh, a yeah. yellow. Yes. And I oh, believe she, she had a fade. Yes, she, she did. Walked through, and I swear everybody put down their chicken and waffles. Like, wait a minute. I know. And when she came back out of the bathroom, because she was going to the bathroom, which is in the back yeah. of the she came back, but everybody was just coming like, oh my God, sis, where that, where that, where that? You are beautiful like, and all these things. And yes. so to your point about the black girl magic and black boy joy, like that's what we need to continue to do throughout the year. And we can yes. do that in those intimate spaces when we invite people into our homes and have events. If we invite each other out to certain events, like there's so many concerts that are going on into the fall. Um, just like we gave examples of things that you can do in the home, the wine night, maybe you yeah. cook or maybe, you know, all that type of stuff. You can do that at home and invite people in and have those experiences throughout the year. I'm loving this guys. And I hope we have, you have like really enjoyed our episode. We are trying to make them like an hour or less, really a quick, like, you know, we'll get you, hit you up in, you know, you get, uh, uh, you go boy podcast in the morning and then you get it. When you come back, you get the second half part of it on your way back home 
all that type of stuff. <laughs> hey, this has been just fun, and we're gonna really, really try, or we're gonna do stay on schedule and everything um because you guys miss us and we're getting like over 400 people like like i mean like literally listen to our stuff so this is getting you know bigger and bigger and stuff so we appreciate it if you could share like our podcast um as we're closing out you're hearing uh you know jay bosco that shout out to him for everything nigel with the music do you have anything that you like to say your benediction because (laughs) People love that. People love it. What would you say? You know, like a quick, like 20 seconds. (laughs) 20 seconds. No, but for real, every opportunity that you get to wake up in the morning and take a breath, just think about how you can show up more authentically today than you did the day before. Yes. And I think that's one of the best gifts that we can give ourselves is to show up authentically. Yeah. And so, yeah, so just challenge yourself to say, you know what, if it's in making decisions based upon how you how you feel deep down in your soul versus external stimuli that may be, you know, influencing your decision, do that. If yeah. it's you want to wear something because you feel confident in it and it may make somebody else feel uncomfortable, it ain't about them. It's about how you show up. So, yeah, take them, take an extra I love moment. That. Feel, you know, think about how you can show up a little bit more authentically each day. I love it. You guys been listening to You Go Boy Podcast. I accidentally just turned off my mic. <laughs> you guys, I was like, love it, bye. You guys been listening to You Go Boy Podcast. Please enjoy yourselves, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Yes, 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 yes.